song club where it's always a good time and everybody's happy to be unlike the rest of the time that you're on the world where sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good and sometimes it's great but here it's always great so glad to have you here glad you could make it oh that's always a good way to start the podcast with some kind of a wild animal living in my throat also yard work being done but it's hard to tell because I also have some other sounds in the background so you guys can't hear it because the sound of the ocean which is a soothing sound is blocking out the sound of uh, my lawn being murdered well not being murdered but being what is it called when you cut something off of somebody that's still alive and then they stay alive whatever that is That's what's being done to my lawn. All the sticking out parts are getting choppy chopped, which is nice because we have this stuff. uh, We have these things called chiggers here in Texas. I guess they have them everywhere, but here in Texas, if you let that lawn get going, uh, you're basically creating a habitat for these little motherfuckers. And what they will do is they'll crawl up into wherever. And when I say wherever, I think we all know what I'm talking about. They'll crawl up in there and they'll just start a nibble, nibby nabbling. After that, it's mysterious what happens. I looked it up on the old Google because I thought that they would burrow into your skin and create a little colony, but I don't think that's the case. I think they just... uh, they're just looking for something to, you know, a little afternoon snack. Anyways, that afternoon snack turns into a couple weeks of itching. This dude, there's a dude that's parked right on the other side of the window in what I can only refer, which I can only imagine is some sort of monster truck style lawnmower, which is cool. But man, that thing is making some sound. Now, this mic probably isn't picking it up so if i just wouldn't even mention it you guys wouldn't even know what's going on but i figured why not let you guys into the know uh which is that's sort of what i like to do i don't like to keep secrets uh, as far as you know and so i'm letting you know what's going on but here we are it is the beautiful month of whatever the fuck month it is august i guess and uh Woke up with a headache, which is never exciting in these post-panoramic times. But the headache is subsiding. I think it was because I hadn't had any caffeine. But of course, in my mind, headache means all kinds of calamity is upon upon me. Calamity is upon me. Because that's the way my brain works. And probably some other people's brains as well, but... It's definitely the way mine works. Is it okay to put extra S's on the ends of things? Uh, even though they're not plural? I don't know. It's okay. Here here in the song club, there's a sense of, I don't know, acceptance and, and uh, rational sort of compromise in terms of what is, what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. And I think that's, that's the way it should be. Anyways, that's the way it is here, because guess who's the king? Yeah, King Poncho. Here's truly the beach nids. Anyways, I want to thank you guys for being here. I want to thank all my Patreon folks uh, for their support there. You guys will be getting all the songs you're hearing today in the song club in your little Patreon post box, whatever the fuck that is. Even I don't even know if that is a thing. But... I guess at Patreon, if you join, you get like a little tiny little mailbox. And then we put these songs in your mailbox and you open them up and all sorts of good things start to happen in your life. So you'll hear all these songs today. I'll be talking about them 
We'll just be shooting the shit, and when by shooting the shit means I'll be shooting the shit, and you guys will be listening. Ooh, yeah. But we'll be talking about the songs and, and writing music and uh, being creative and uh, all that kind of thing. Oh, if that were only true. Oh, if that were only true. Maybe more people would listen to this podcast, but it's not. It's just me saying whatever comes into my brain. And then you guys just going, is it going to get better? Oh, yeah, it is getting better. Oh, yeah, I'll listen for a little bit longer. And uh, it all pays off in the end. Everybody wins. Everybody goes home a winner. Everybody's excited about having been here and listened to it. And uh, that's the way it works. So let's get right into it, why don't we? Let's. I always like to start off with a brand new song. Uh, and this week is no exception. By this week, I'm in this month. So let's listen to our first song. It's called The Highway. It's a, kind of a new one. And um, let's see what it sounds like. Here we go. Already it's starting off like a real hot, hot heat seeker. Already I'm like, why is this not the number one song on radio right now? I only want you to do things my that's, way. That's reasonable. The ways the highway oh, shit. And the highway will take you too far away from me. Well, obviously the narrator of the song is being very reasonable. Princess outfit to the party. Whoa. She wore princess gown to the ball. Yeah. She lost a shoe in the alley. Whoa. She came home like she never left with any shoes on at all. Uh, he made his way into the desert. Okay. But got lost on his way back home. Alright. Forty days and nights is a long time, but yeah. it makes a good story if your cover ever gets blown. I only want you to do things my way. Cause the other way is the highway. I would say that there's a lot of melodica and there's a lot of reverb. Two things that you don't necessarily get a lot of in a lot of hip hop track hip hop tracks. Um so already I think that's double winner on that song The Highway. How about that? How about hey, look. The only reason look. Look. Look, I'm look, okay? Just try to see reason, okay? Look. The only reason I want you to do things my way is because if you don't, bye-bye. I think that's cool. I think, you know, isn't that the way the world works nowadays? I think so. Look, here's the deal. Uh, I know that uh, you're trying to talk to me and have a conversation and you're trying to give me some deets. I think they call it deets. But how about if you suck on these meats? I think that's the way it works. Look, I know what I know. And uh, no, I got, I'm connected to the real sources, son. And you're connected to the distorted sources. So get away from me with your info beats what am i doing am i like am i like have i turned into a beat poet from the goddamn 60s all of a sudden because everything that's coming out of my mouth sounds like golden syrup from a fucking syrup cow jesus christ you're welcome anyways that's a brand new song it's called the highway i guess it's a rap song it sounds a little Sounds like there's too much reverb on it. I mean, if I was just like commenting on my own songs, I would say, hey, maybe uh, slow down on that reverb, Bobby. Now, can I just go back and open up that song and maybe take a little of the reverb off and it would maybe sound a lot better? Probably. Unless I fucked up and recorded it with reverb, which is possible as well. Anyways... There's a good chance when you hear when you when you open that song in your little Patreon mailbox that there's no reverb on or very little reverb. 
and I think that would be better. But if it opens up and it's got all that reverb that you heard, that means I recorded it with reverb and there's no going back. And sometimes no going back's the way to go because I remember in the 80s, people were throwing a lot of, maybe it was in the 80s, maybe it was the 90s. And when I say 90s, I mean real late 90s, like almost 2000s. But I feel like around that time, people were putting a lot of reverb on stuff and then sometimes shortly thereafter, this is the part of the podcast, by the way, for producers only. Now, if you're a producer, you're like, damn, we're finally getting to the producer part of the show. And if you're just a casual casual listener, let's say you are you make lipstick in a small Indonesian town, um, you work 17 to 18 hours a day make at a lipstick factory, you're breathing in toxins all day, um, there's no air conditioning, it's a terrible, terrible life. And But you listen to this podcast to kind of, you know, take the edge off. And even though you're only making five cents an hour at this factory, somehow you've lucked into maybe an iPod or something, and maybe they've got Wi-Fi there for some reason. Maybe the the Uber boss of the factory needs some Wi-Fi so he can pour it out. I don't know. But if you're that person, you're probably like, mm, I hope we get back to the juicy juice stuff and get away from this producer stuff. And uh, you know what? Fuck the producer stuff. Now that I'm on the right track, now that I know what my audience is, I'm just going to let go of that producer stuff and just get right back to just being, having a good time here in uh, the song club. Because making that lipstick, that's some rough biz. Now, wearing that lipstick, buying it for $55 for one tube of lipstick, that's good times. Oh, I'm going to go, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go spend some of this money. Where? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to, I don't drive around, maybe go to the mall, maybe go to this like little boutique strip where they've got like high high dollar clothes and collectibles and also some stuff for the home. And I'm just going to go spend like a couple thousand dollars. Maybe I'll buy some of this lipstick. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, my song club listener, who's also, by the way, even though they're making five cents an, an hour, they're like, you know what? I need these songs. I need these songs. And so they're, there's two things. Oh, I can buy some fish skeletons and some a bag of rice, or I can give Bobby the men on Song Club and get these songs. And you know what they're doing. You know what they're doing. I mean, the person that person's listening right now, going, "You know me, Bobby," and I'm like, "I know." You're spending that money on the Song Club, which I get. I get it. Because there's some things that are more important than fish skeletons and rice. Some things that are more important than eating or feeding your children. And one of those things is supporting me on Patreon. So, I mean, do I even need to say any of that? I mean, it's so obvious. It'd be like me saying, oh, look. Look at, look at that color of the sky. What is that? We all know it's blue. Oh, what color are those clouds? Well, now that's a different story. Because they look white, but they're gray. But what color gray? Fuck if I know. I've tried to paint them. They're hard to paint. Because there's there's such a thing as gray. But there's warm grays. There's cool grays. Oh, this is the part of the show where Bob is starting to describe color. Is this the fucking arts club or the song club, Bobby? You're right. It's the song club. Thank you. I'll stick to songwriting and stay away from the arts and producing. I'm just going to stay on track this week because why not? And when I say this week, of course, I mean this month. Should we listen to another song? Here's a brand new one. So let me just tell you a little bit about the song club. The, the, the one that this podcast name is based on. So back in about 2000... I was hanging out with uh, some friends of mine, Casey Crowley, her husband, Carl Anderson, uh, Jeff Klein, 
who I don't know where he is now. I guess he's still alive, but I haven't talked to him in years. Uh, a man named Andy Langer, who I don't know what kind of job he has. He's somehow made money over the last few years telling people what he thinks about stuff. And I'm like, is that a job? Can you make money just telling people what you think about stuff and not actually creating anything yourself? I guess so. He's done it. Pretty amazing. Uh, anyways, good friend of mine. Uh, and uh, very, very responsible and uh, important member of the community for sure. But we were all hanging out one day and we decided to challenge ourselves to go home and write a song if that's what you did. Or if you told people what your opinion was, do that. And then we would meet up the next day and we would play the songs that we'd written or we would read what we'd written if indeed we didn't write songs, which, of course, Carl Anderson and Andy Langer didn't. And we picked a phrase. I think the phrase was crushed or something like that. It was something similar to that. So we all went home. I wrote a song. Casey wrote a song. Jeff Klein wrote a song. Carl Anderson wrote a poem. Andy Langer wrote a music review. review. And we, we came back the next day and we played our songs and listened to the poetry and listened to the review. And it was all very nice and all very cool. And we were like, oh, this is cool. Let's do it again. And we, so we did it a few more times. And I thought it was a cool exercise and it was a, a good excuse to write a song because it was like a homework assignment. So now cut to about a year later, maybe it was two years later, I don't know, but I'm on tour in 2001 and I'm on this bus, the magic school bus that goes through time. No, not that bus, a tour bus. And on the tour bus was me and the band that I was playing in. And one of the guys in the band was this guy, Billy Harvey, who's a great songwriter. And another guy was Bruce Hughes, who I still play with, who's also a great songwriter. And after a few days on the tour, the guy who was opening up the tour, Steve Poltz, somehow had wendangled his way onto the bus, and he was on the bus as well. So now you've got, I don't know how many songwriters that is, a bunch of songwriters. And I was like, hey, I did this song exercise a while back. You guys want to do it? And they were like, sure. So we started doing it, and we were, that was about a three-week tour. And I bet you we wrote... 15 or 16 songs we'd every day in the morning we'd come up with a phrase and give it to everybody and then at night after we'd played our shows we would sing the songs we had written with that phrase and i know the first one of that was cashville because it was one of the better songs i wrote on that whole tour and it was fun and it was great. And when I got off that tour, I had like, you know, 14 or 15 new songs, which was great. And so every time we'd go on tour, we started doing that. And, and that was fun. And then eventually, we, we, when we weren't on tour, we were still doing it. Um, and we were doing it through emails. And that's the way we've, we've been doing it for the last, oh, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. Um, it's just a group of friends who are songwriters. And uh, that's the way it works. So anyways, a few weeks ago, Billy Harvey, who's still in the song club, he's written 10 million songs. I I can't do the math. But he wrote a song for one of the phrases from, from last month. And he did a thing where he just turned in music and there were no words. And that's a no-no, by the way, because some of the challenge of the song club is shooing, shoehorning in a shitty phrase. And I don't know what the phrase was, but I shoehorned it in, and you heard it last month. Uh, it was one of my great songs that I wrote. Anyways, he just fucking turned in some goddamn music with no lyrics. And was I unhappy about it? Uh, I I wouldn't use the word unhappy. The word I would use is in, uh, surprised and also maybe amused because that's kind of funny in a way. 
it's kind of a big fuck you. It's a it, it's kind of a big fuck you to the song group. It's like, hey, I know you guys took time out of your busy lives to fucking turn in a song with the goddamn phrase. Here's what I'm gonna do. Some music. You're welcome. So, anyways, he did that. I kind of like the music, and every time I and I listened to it a few times, and every time I'd listen to it, I, I just started singing some shit on top of it. And what I was singing on top of it was sort of a snatch. I don't think that's the right word in this context, but I used a little snatch, smidgen, let's say, of a song by Black Sheep called This or That. And so I was singing the This or That chorus on top of Billy Harvey's instrumental jam and then also doing a little rapping. And so I ended up writing this song and... I think it was either the next week or two weeks after he had written his song and turned it in. I turned in his song with actual lyrics with the, that week's phrase. Now that was a long story, but it was interesting and it was informative. So, I mean, that was, that was for that person making lipstick in Indonesia. That was, that got them through part of the day. Now they still got the rest of the day. They're still sweaty. They're still being eaten alive by insects they probably are gonna go home tonight and have to worry about while they're sleeping a giant anaconda comes in snuggles up gives them that death snug and then eats them but at least for this part of the day for this part of the day everything's coming up roses all right let's check it out this is called hmm this or that Am I giving black sheep any of the pub? Oh, if this becomes a hit, I'm being sued for sure. But the good news is nobody gives a shit except for the 10 people that are listening on this song club. And guess what? You guys don't control the music business. So I feel like I'm pretty safe from the black sheep corp. Now, if they come after me, guess what they can have? All of that fucking money that I made. Oops, here it is. Tinkle, tinkle. That was the sound of a peso hitting an ashtray. They can have it. I've got an ashtray full of all the pesos that I made from this song. Oops, it's empty. Here we go. What you gonna do? Throw me off the world, kiss me by the pool. Clouds above me raining down as hard as can be. World can go to hell, it doesn't matter to me. Trash can mouth, garbage pail attitude. Go the way you treat me, should have more attitude. I'm a dude with the mouth the size of a boy. King of the ring, that's who I are. with this. Got a million ring on Sammy Davis Jr. Wasn't really fooling any Then there's a whistle Gave a lot of people feeling Hit me with the haymaker Girl, you got me reeling Cause I couldn't see it coming Bow me over like a train Hit me with the best I'm assuming that the uh, I'm assuming that the phrase For that week was haymaker Because I used it Not once, but twice And, uh Which is pretty funny Because I'm like, did I just rewrite the same verse? No, I just, I think I just used Haymaker twice. Which, when it comes up, you're going to remember it. Because that's not a word that people use very often in songs or in everyday language. And so when it comes up twice, in a matter of seconds, you're very aware of it. So, yeah, so that was that. That worked out pretty good. I like that song. Not too much reverb. Just the way you like it. Just the way you like it. So I did a thing this past week with my friend Clint Wells. We did a live version. We did a live podcast of I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay, you're not okay. At the Saxon Pub on a night when Lonely Land wasn't playing. And some people showed up. And so we were sitting in front of a studio audience. 
and when I say studio audience, I'm using that in in a I'm using that in a way where my brain is not functioning correctly. But yeah, so we were sitting in an, in front of a studio audience, and then we had to do the the uh, podcast. And normally, what we're doing is we're just sitting there talking, two friends chatting, and and uh, we've had those chats before where other people like were maybe on the bus listening or whatever. But normally we're just either on the phone or, or we're talking between ourselves. And, and uh, that's how that works. But now all of a sudden there's people, looky-loos I think is what we call them, that are like eavesdropping on our conversation. And I'm telling you, it was uh, disconcerting to say the least at first. I mean, we got into it. Uh, but it, it was it was definitely something different. It was uh, I uh, I had to make out one time in a video, and which I thought would be pretty cool. Uh, there was a lovely lady who was starring in the video, and uh, I was like, "Oh, this will be cool." And uh, even even before before we started shooting, we were actually kind of hanging out, and she was like, "Hey." Uh, I haven't never I haven't been, I haven't made out with anybody in a while. Do you want to practice so it won't be so weird on film? And I was like, "Yes, I do." And so we did, and it was kind of hot. I mean, it didn't didn't last very long, but we we did a little kissing in the uh you know, in the uh tr- in the dressing room or trailer or whatever it was. Not, nothing nothing too crazy but it was you know pretty hot and uh and i was like is that cool are you cool and she's like yeah i'm cool are you cool i'm and i was thinking well I could use a little more practice maybe but no i was like yeah i'm cool we're all good so cut to 20 minutes later or whatever we're in this car and the director's like, okay, this is where you guys make out. Go for it. And then so then we were doing it in front of the camera, in front of all these people. And it was not hot at all. It was so weird. It was like eating a cold fish. It was very strange. Anyway, so that's kind of what doing the podcast was like the other night. Kind of like eating a cold fish. Now, some people like cold fish. I love cold fish. It's called sushi. I love it. But every once in a while, like if you're shopping in H-E-B or something, you'll get some sushi and you get home and you're like, mm, this isn't the best cold fish that I've had. So do I still eat it? What do I look like? A damn maniac? Of course I eat it. That's what I do. I eat food. You put the food in front of the boob. And the boob eats the food. That's the way it works. I mean, you're not going to look at me. Look, you're not going to look at me and go, oh, that's a stick. That's just a that's just a pile of skinny sticks calling itself a man. No. When you look at me, what you're seeing is the meatiest, manliest motherfucker you've ever seen. You're looking at me and you're going... How did he get so meaty and manly up in this bitch? How did this meaty, manly motherfucker get so goddamn manly and meaty? Well, you know the answer. When you put the food in front of the boob, the boob eats the food. That was a period dropping behind me. Um, let's listen to another one. Should we, should we do a new one? Or, you know what? Let's do an oldie. Cause I've got some oldies. I think I've only got three songs from this past month, which is, that's some, that's usually a good thing. Actually, that just means there's more songs from the treasure chest. And, uh, I love this next song. It's called back in the game. I don't play it that often, but every time I play it, I'm like, ah, oh, I should play this song more often. It's so fun. And uh, I think the phrase was half magic. 
And I don't know if I used the phrase in the song, but I used it in another song, and I, I kind of mashed two songs together. Now, the other song, I think, is called June. I don't know. Let's, let's just check it out. Here it is, and then uh, maybe that'll bring up some stories into my brain. Here it is, back in the game. There's nothing I don't like about that song, to tell you the truth. It's uh, it's good stuff. That horn part is one of my favorite things. It's like uh, it's obviously some sample that I found somewhere, and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, the other thing I love about that song is th- is that the uh, what I'm saying in the chorus is just g- goobly goobly gosh or goobly whatever it is goobly gook it doesn't mean anything now i have since written some lyrics that sort of sound like what i said so that when i sing it i'm not just mush mouthing it through that section but the actual original lyrics are just they don't mean anything but they sounded good and i was like oh they sound cool so i'll just leave them in there maybe they'll mean something one day they still don't mean anything but I do have some replacement lyrics when I sing it live. Like, I just say, I wish you'd never turned around. But I don't think that's what it, when you listen to it, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying something that sounds like that. But that's what I say when I sing it live. Anyways, it's a fun song. Uh, I like the uh, attitude of the singer, the narrator. Now, Uh, If you're just listening to this for the first time, you might be like, well, isn't that you singing the song, Bobby? And the answer to that is I am singing the song, but I'm not necessarily the person that is saying those things. I always think of that as the narrator of the song. And if it was just me, if I was, if, if the narrator of the song was me every time, that shit would get boring. It'd be like Taylor Swift. No, my apo- no, no apologies to Taylor Swift. She's doing fine with her, oh, this is everything in these songs is me. And this is my sort of autobiographical, you know, let's just use the word bullshit, even though, whatever. Maybe it means something to her. I know, I do know it means something to her accountant and her business manager and her manager and all the other people that uh, look after her mountains of mountains and stacks of greenbacks. But for me, that kind of writing is super boring. So what I like to do is I, I take the Randy Newman approach, which is, well, I can be anybody I want. I'm like an actor in these songs. 
and sometimes I want to play a dick or sometimes I want to play like a, a guy who's very innocent and sometimes I want to play somebody who's angry or whatever it is. I can be anybody and do anything in these songs and that is what I find interesting and fun about music and art, really. I love just making stuff up. The making stuff up is the part that I find interesting. The, 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 the telling you how I'm feeling is the boring part. I don't care. Taylor, you seem like a nice person. You seem driven. You seem very, you know, like you want to want to succeed and you have you're you're top of the world so congratulations to you and my apologies for for any any negative sort of thing i you may have construed out what i just said but what i want to do is i just want to make up some stuff out of nothing and and then look at it and go ah that's kind of cool like i don't know who that guy is i don't know what this song's about uh, and then kind of figure it out, kind of figure it out with you and the rest of the world. That's what I find interesting about art is the endless possibilities. I don't want to be hemmed in by my own experience or by my own, you know, like what I did today. What am I going to write about getting up, fucking making some coffee, figuring out how to use this goddamn computer and then fucking creating one of the most wonderful podcasts that exists. No, that's not going to make a good song. What's going to make a good song is me being a fucking pile of boy sticks with the skinniest legs of all time, holding a damn can of gasoline and setting the forest on fire. Now, is that me? No, because I love woodland creatures and I love the forest and I'm a fucking meaty manly motherfucker. I'm not a fucking pile of sticks like some of these other, let's just call them dickheads making music with their skinny ass legs and their fucking skinny arms and their fucking hats. Not that there's anything wrong with hats. But what are you hiding under that hat? Here's what I'm not hiding. This delicious fucking head of hair. Biatch. Why would I hide the diamonds under a hat? Why would I hide the crown jewels under a sombrero? Wouldn't do it. Because I like to share the sparkly stuff with my friends. All right, let's listen to another song. Um, this is a song called All We Have to Give. And here's a song that sort of, uh, there's a word that I could have used there that would have been perfect and I couldn't think of it. Exemplifies. That's the fucking word. Why did it take me fucking so long to come up with it? Fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson would have just said the fucking word. But I'm not him. Anyways, this next song sort of exemplifies what I was talking about. Because it's about a, it's about a dude who has super long fingers. Like, when I say long, I mean like, they're like a foot long. Or maybe longer. Which is too long. Like, your, my fingers are like maybe three or four inches. But his are like at least a foot long. So he's going to school and everybody's like, oh. Man, look at that dude's fingers, man. Fuck that guy with those fingers. And so he's in school, but then he meets somebody else who's also got something weird about him. And, you know, they can relate to each other because they're both, you know, different and special. So anyways, let's check it out. It's called All We Have to Give. 90s. Feels like 90s. Even though... I probably wrote this in the 90s, but I recorded it in the early 2000s. Yeah, 2005 is when I wrote but this sounds like 90s. She sang the choir as a girl. She loved her mom and dad. Cool. She believed in God. 
sweet pretty sweet song i have to say good job bobby good job bobby from 15 years ago way to go i am a romantic i mean yeah meaty manly romantic that's me uh and that's the way i've always been i mean i haven't always been this meaty or manly but i've always been a romantic i've always loved love and the idea of love because I mean it's and I know I get it it's a trick it's a trick that our brains use to procreate and make little little people and then those little people make other little people and then eventually you have overcrowding and uh, resources are scant and uh then there's problems but it's still lovely to think about and uh when it happens it's very lovely like it's a trick that your brain plays on you but it's a cool trick because it makes you feel happy and hopeful which is a good feeling happy and hopeful speaking of happy and hopeful this is kind of a i don't know what this song is but it i love this song and i what i I was looking for songs to put on the song club today and I was like, I can't believe I've never, that this has never been part of the song club because it, it really is one of my favorite sort of just straight pop songs that I've written. Now, is it implying that I have a giant, like enormously way oversized dick? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're reading into this. Um, let's listen to it and check it out. But it might, it might hint at that, but that's not, I don't think I ever say that in the song. Let's check it out. Yeah. Already I'm like, is this a band from Europe? A got an eight-day club. Oh, it is. Let's rock and roll There's no need to talk Let's chalk the pole Take your best damn shot Show me what you got It's time for you 
so many damn dick references up in that fucking song right there. Damn, son. I got an... It's funny. Uh, anyways, that was a song that I wrote back in the day. That was uh, from over 10 years ago. It was back when I was single. That's the kind of songs I wrote. That's before... It's after divorce, before a new relationship with my future wife, uh, who is now my wife, before having a daughter, I would write songs like that and play them on stage in the hopes that a fly would land on my fly trap and I would consume them and then turn them into plant food so you're welcome anyways i like that song it's fun it's, to me like to, uh, to somebody listening to that if you take that seriously you're like damn that's like macklemore that dude's got a big dick he's the dude man he's the shit but if you're me and you know who i am you're like that shit is funny because unfortunately that's not who i am i'm like a regular dude and yeah, am I a fucking meaty manly rock star? You know it. But uh, that's only part of the time. That's like literally 90 minutes twice a week. The rest of the time, I'm just a meaty manly motherfucker. I'm not a rock star. And uh, I like to eat. So I like food. I love, I love my children. I love my wife. I love where I live. Austin, Texas. I love America. I love a lot of places that I get to travel to. I love my friends that I'm so grateful and fortunate to have. And I love uh, getting to play music and getting to make podcasts and all the things I do. I'm, I'm very, very grateful. I have a, a just a wonderful life, which I, I can't tell you how happy I am about all of it. But Am I that guy in that eight day clock song? No, that's all made up. Everything's made up, um, which is, which I think is great. Like making stuff up, I think is really cool. There was a poem that this girl wrote a few years ago that was really heavy. It was a really heavy poem, and it really made a lot of people feel. Made me feel like a lot of feelings, and and I. And it was one of the best poems I've read in a long time. And I was able to do an interview of her for some online thing. And one of the questions I asked her was like, this poem sounds very autobiographical. But I write a lot of songs that sound very autobiographical and are very powerful and do the trick. They get the job done, which is they're expressing this emotion or this feeling, but they're made up. And so I asked her, I was like, is was is this true or is it made up? Because if it's true, you know, that's a heavy thing that she went through and she was able to express it in this poem, that's cool. But if it's just made up and she was able to express this heavy feeling and make up the poem, that to me would have been way cooler. Like, that would have been so amazing. That's like somebody who's got an imagination and is able to tell a story. It's like Stephen King or something. You know, somebody who's able to create this world and then get you to feel a bunch of shit. Anyways, she not only never responded, I never was able to use that interview because she. I guess she was offended by that. I guess it was true and her, me asking her. Or maybe it wasn't true. And maybe me asking her about it, maybe she didn't want to answer. I don't know. I don't know because I never heard from her again because she was like, what are you fucking with me? Are you fucking with me? And I really wasn't fucking with her. I was really curious because uh, because I write. And uh, I, it's rare that I use actual stuff that's happened to me in my writing. I but I might use some, something that I heard about or something that happened to a friend of mine or somebody tells me a story or I watch a movie or something that finds its way into a song. Uh, let's listen to this song. This is uh, uh, 
This is a song kind of based on that movie Ghost where the guy's dead and then he's trying to, you know, I guess Demi Moore's like really grieving him. Here's what I, here's the movie I haven't seen fucking Ghost, but I've seen the preview for it a billion times. So I feel like I know what's up in the movie and that Patrick Swayze's the dead guy and she can't let him go. And then he sort of helps her let go and fall in love with somebody else. Guess what? I'm not doing any of that shit. Bitch, I can see you from heaven. Don't be doing anything with anybody because that shit will hurt because I'm sense. Anyways, that's what's going on in this song. We may have to listen to the whole thing, unfortunately, because uh, the punchline's not till the end. Here we go. Before the war was won. Okay, cool. Americana. I get it. Nice. I love you, my darling. As I've always done. Using an accent. Nice. I loved you for I knew you for the war was won. Huh? I regret and I'm sorry that it had to be. Death went and took you away from me. Alright, so now you think that she's dead. Right? The things you would say that somehow keep all of my worries at bay. Oh, I've watched you grow older and farther from sight as I sleep here alone in the empty way. Now you're starting to realize, oh, is he dead? What's the empty white? Is he staying at like a an abandoned white castle? I don't know. This I guess this musical part gives you time to reflect on that. Oh, oh, maybe he's dead. Maybe he's in heaven. And I pray that Lord Jesus. Take you as well. Oh, okay. So she's not dead. He's dead because he's with Jesus. Got it. And I hope you don't wind up down in hell. Cool. From all the loving and fucking in head that you've been given. While I've been dead Okay, he's dead, okay And you've gone on living Yeah, there you go One of the few times we've listened to a whole song on the song club But I guess we had to Because doesn't really have a chorus and uh you know what are you what are you gonna do besides that oh anyways we're getting towards the end here we're getting towards i got two more songs let's do another quick one uh let's do a quick one i I like to keep these things right at an hour i don't want to take up too much of your time this is a song that i wrote uh around the time i guess it was right after i met my wife my current and hopefully last wife and uh, it's sort of about letting go of the dating, which I've never enjoyed uh, dating. Or I, I, I thought I did. I thought I enjoyed being single and, and meeting meeting ladies. And um, but it it's like uh, I found it. It's like eating. Uh, it's like trying to survive on uh, candy. I mean, it tastes good. Don't get me wrong. I love Snickers bars. But after a while, you got to, you know, you can't just eat Snickers bars. Um, And so I guess that's what this song's about. It's about letting go of all that Snickers bar and getting comfortable with eating 
you know, some broccoli with butter, a little garlic, maybe a, a delicious piece of chicken, and maybe some uh, some corn on the cob. You know, something that makes you feel good. Here we go. Oh, it's loud. Already, I'm like, why was this not a number one hit in the U.S. and the world? This sounds like a straight-up hit. Did Ben Folds write this? I love the stars up in the sky. I love a sweet lullaby. I love the way that the moon fills up your eyes. Oh, yeah. I love the wind in the trees. By the fire, and I'm holding you tight. There's so much to love in the big wide world, but I love you most of all. Not all these beautiful girls. I like the dirt, the D words that fall out your mouth. Yeah, there you go. I like a good love song. It's always always nice uh, when you when you write a nice love song because again, like I said earlier, oh, that's not. There's a mistake, which is that's the first mistake I've made in fifty three hours of podcasting. Fifty three hours of podcasting, never made a mistake. Finally, there it was. And am I going to edit that out? Hell no, because why start now? And also, now that you've heard the mistake, you're like, well, I thought he was editing out all the mistakes. How could he have not made a mistake? Not a made a mistake in 53 uh, episodes. Uh, because I'm that good. Anyways, we're at the end of the song club, as, as we are every time. There's a beginning, a middle, and, and the end, and this is the end. And I'm so thankful and grateful to have had this time today visiting with you here on the song club hope you like all the songs that you'll get in your little patreon uh, postal box again can't think of the names of things which is very disconcerting and uh if you're not part of the patreon and you want to get all the songs you heard today on the song club you can go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash bob schneider you can join today and not only will you get all the songs you will also get access to my live streams and some other stuff depending on what level of patreon you want to join in anyways whatever level it is i appreciate it and uh let's go out with a brand new song i think this is the last one i wrote uh, last week and uh it's kind of a sad song i guess or maybe it's not a sad song maybe it's i feel like it's a dude who has come to the end of a struggle, maybe. So maybe that's a good thing. Uh, I don't know. Let's check it out, and uh, we'll see you next month. Y'all have a wonderful uh, month, and uh, we'll see you next time. Here we go. Set my ship on fire. Too loud. Take my heart for love uh, It really doesn't matter The long years of war are over Fuck the fickle hand of fortune Just lay me down in the clover I've given up everything The long years of war are over Oh, it's like Robbie Robertson or something Thanks, everybody. Let me know when you mean your dream casting over. I shut out all the windows.